I can do any job, I can beat anyone, and I can look good while doing it. Punani. Welcome to Movie Mugging, the father and son podcast. It's a seventh degree black belt in podcasting. That's a good one. I'm just getting ready for uh, for today's episode. Is that like the highest belt? I mean, if it is, then we're an eighth degree. Because we, we, we're one step ahead? Yeah. We challenge any other podcast to uh, a podcasting duel. I, f- I feel like we would actually get kind of far if there's a bracket. You think? I'm confident in us, yeah. Yeah, but we would be the ones sweeping the leg. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are Father and Son Do, who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. This is episode number 173. Dang. All right, I really want to get to today's movie, so let's not dilly-dally here, and uh, because it's... Lo- <laughs> I suck at this, man. I don't know how. I, what, what? You've been doing it for three years, and you still suck at it. Because it's not... It's, it doesn't feel natural. It, it doesn't... It just never flows right here. So here it is. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. It's time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to movies, but I still think they're important enough to warrant some airtime. All right, a couple things. So um, Jack is in the wonderful world of retail. Mm-hmm. And right now you're in the throes of uh, back to school. Yeah. And uh, I just thought, you know, if there's one thing that I know about people when they go shopping, it's that they want to make the buying experience as wonderful as they can for the retail workers. Uh, other than their already politeness, their patience and respect that uh, they're obviously already giving, uh, what are some other things they can do to make it easier on the employees of these retail shops? Bring their kids. It's just awesome. I also love when they bring in drinks. Uh, my last shift, it was really nice whenever my coworker had a great distraction from actually helping people because she was cleaning up uh, multiple spills that happened that day. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they can definitely lock their card before they uh, are ready to pay. That's always really nice. They, they hold up the line. We get a good conversation going. What does that mean, lock their card? Uh, like if your card is suspected for fraud or oh. this lady had literally locked her card and then she's like, why is it not going through? And she's like, oh, I locked it. That's right. It's like, oh, you dumbass. <laughs> Thank you so much for making a great experience. I was talking to my coworkers about how we should have spots in the store where someone can hit a button and the person falls through the floor into some sort of trap <laughs> and then... We'll just get to hear them. Like, you remember in Austin Powers when they do it to Will Ferrell and he keeps interrupting Dr. Evil? Like, they drop him in the lava pit and then Dr. Evil keeps trying to talk and he's like, ah! They think he's done and he starts to talk again. It's really hot down here. Mm -hmm. If we had that button for the trapdoor, man, my button would be worn down. I I would just love to do that. So many people would be trapped underground (laughs) in a day, me just walking around. Because I I don't necessarily want there to be like a death trap down there, because I don't want to kill these people. You don't want them falling on pillows either. But yeah, I think I want them to maybe like break an ankle, (laughs) and then it's like 
pitch black down there and maybe there's like creepy noises that play even though there's nothing. And then about like 27 hours after that, some sort of door opens and they're free to leave. I don't know that I'd want him to break their ankle. Maybe, maybe fall into a pool of cat urine or something like that. Something that's skunk spray. Highly, highly unpleasant. And uh, and then I think as they're leaving, they should get a card that says exactly why they went in there. You fell through this because you did this. And then they can be like, oh. And they can't press charges. Yeah. Well, it doesn't necessarily say who did it. I mean, I'm sure they could use their context clues and, and figure it out. But I think you should only be able to do it if you actually do something to deserve it. Like, if they come out and they're like, oh, I know that motherfucker did it, he can't press that button and make you fall through because you haven't done anything wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? I think we're on to something. I think we just need to work out the kinks, and then we need to uh, roll this out. This is a, another million-dollar idea. This is a billion-dollar idea, Jack. I talked about it recently, the lady who handed her... Kid in a stroller and a full cup of like some sort of strawberry milk iced drink. Hit the button. Yes, drop that bitch. Mm -hmm. Like how? There's sippy cups for a reason. It's because children cannot be trusted with adult cups. They need a cup that they can throw and it won't explode. And I had to clean that shit up. <sighs> Fucking. You know, it'd also be great if like you had the handheld button you could just walk around with. And if somebody started acting like an asshole, you could be like, <clears throat> and have them look, and you're just holding <laughs> the button. And then they're like, yeah, I don't want to fall in that vat of cat urine. And then, you know, the world would be a better place because you could police other people, and they couldn't just get you back out of spite. It'd be fucking awesome. You should also just have a second button on the remote for a lethal one just in case. <laughs> I think the trap door of death should be for people who are doing, like, things like like horrible things like if somebody just you know gets pissed off and throws coffee in your face you know they deserve it the trapdoor of death yeah i see you can't go around life doing that and if you in my opinion people do change obviously yes i can't deny that but if you're ever gonna be so entitled to something in a retail store that you're gonna throw coffee in someone's face you're not going to change. You're worthless. You are what you are at that point. Yeah. The person that throws coffee in someone's face, likely already like 33 years old. And if you're doing that at 33, you know, like you, you've you gotten enough of your life where it's gotten you by that you're not going to yeah, change. Even if you're having a rough day, you are a huge piece of shit if you throw coffee in somebody's face. So <laughs> I, you know what? I may have to decide with you on that and... uh pit of death there's not anything that can really change that person there's no lesson to be learned for them okay pit of cat urine or pit of death somebody what is the pit of death they die i've well i've been imagining it as a vat of acid oh i've been imagining just, slowly melt okay i've been imagining it as like spikes they just fall onto the spikes <sighs> okay either way okay so pit of cat urine or pit of uh death Somebody, you're, you're driving down the road, and you can tell they're wanting to pull out and go, but they wait until you get really, really close, and then they decide to pull out in front of you, and then they go really, really slow. <laughs> I know they don't deserve it, but I hate those people so Me too. much. Or, like, how about I'm in the right lane, and they pull out in front of me when the left lane is empty, and I'm speeding by, like, 10 miles per hour, Death. 
pit of death. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, well, let's just stay. All the passengers can get out first, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's just stay with driving. <laughs> you are uh, in the the passing lane or or the fast lane, but this guy they call them parade makers, and he's going really really slow. And there's just a, a just a ton of cars back behind him. Death. Okay, pit of death. Like how how could you? How inconsiderate? How barbaric? So you're you're passing around a joint, okay? Okay. And uh, and when the guy next to you hands it to you, it's wet. <laughs> Uh, has he smoked a lot before? Is he brand new? <laughs> um, I mean, because I know when me and my friends had started, we were pretty bad about that. Okay, but so probably cat urine. Yeah, bit of cat urine. Yeah. You're, you're giving him a break. He's getting high with you, so he's cool on some level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You go to a restaurant to get some chicken tenders, and uh, when you get home, you realize that the guy did not put in your dipping sauces. Urine. Okay. <laughs> you go to the movies, and the people behind you are kicking the back of your chair and talking. Death. Okay. I want their. I agree, hundred percent. I want their chair to do the Sweeney Todd thing. <laughs> And just dump backwards, and they crack open their head on the ground. Uh huh. You decide to be nice while driving and let a guy in, and uh, once they get in front of you, they don't wave. I knew that's what you're gonna say. That always bothers me. Me too. But do people really know that that's like the common courtesy thing? If they have common courtesy, yes. But does everyone know that waving is like saying thank you? How could they not? I don't know. If you if you don't wave when somebody lets you in, fuck you don't listen to us and you get you get fucking uh, the pit of cat urine. Yeah, I was going to say cat urine. You're waiting in line and it's been a long line and then the person in front of you gets their total and it's uh 17.38 and then they start digging in their purse saying, "I think I have exact change for that." <sighs> just cat urine. Just cat urine. You can't kill someone for that. I, I who wants to carry around coins, you know? Who carries around coins anymore, though? That is very true. So what you do with change is you bring it home and you put it in something. And then at some point, you take all of that, you put it in a roll, and then you take it to the bank. Or you go to one of those places like Walmart where it charges you like 10% of whatever it is, but you just dump all your coins in there. Don't don't wait in line and say, well, I think I got the, the change. And then you find a dime, then you find a nickel, then you find three pennies, and then you have to do that math in your head to see what that comes up with so to see if you have any more change in your purse. It's only bad if it's like a, a middle-aged to old-age woman. Well, that's all it is. Who has like a, a big old bag. It's not all that it is. They pull out some Kleenex generally. and put it on the counter first. They and have one of those like lipstick and big rectangular wallets that has like a clasp on it. Oh, yeah. Inside a purse that's inside a bag. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have like the, the Russian doll bag inception thing, you know? Gotcha. Bag within a bag within a bag within a Kleenex box within a bag. All right, last one. You're waiting in line, and it's a really, really long line, and then some other people roll up, and uh, they get in line with their friends that are up in front of you. That always bothers me. That's a shitty fucking thing to do. It depends on what you're doing. I disagree. If, if, I'm, wait look, if I'm waiting in a line, any line at all, and some motherfucker comes up there and cuts in line in front of me, I got a problem with it no matter what I'm waiting in line for. I, and I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Really? 
because some places a group doesn't add any more to your weight. Well, if you, uh, yeah. But if you're like in a McDonald's and you've been waiting in line for six hours and you're about to go and then the person in front of you, there's seven family members come up, they're all going to have to order, which yeah. is going to make it take longer. I'm not just talking about your your bros are like, hey, and then they come up and they just talk to you while they're waiting in line and they're not going to buy shit. Well, I'm talking about these people are going to make my wait in this oh, line longer. If they're going to make it longer, yeah, that's fucked up. You don't do that. I, yeah. I say cat piss. Do you? It doesn't bother me enough um, because generally it doesn't really take up any more than like an extra two minutes or something. How often do you wait in lines? Uh, not often, Exactly. I Exactly. But I mean, when I go get food at the mall all the time. Well, there's like two people in front of you when you go to do that. Uh, not when, always. When's the last time you've stood in a line that's been really fucking long? Uh, what does that constitute? Chick-fil-A has a long line sometimes. Okay. I've waited like 10 minutes in line for Chick-fil-A. How do you feel about the people that have fast passes like at Disney and Six Flags and stuff like that? Congrats on wasting your money. You don't, you don't uh, want them to I, fall I in a pit I, of cat w- urine or something? What is this, nice Jack all of a sudden? Well, I don't what the know. fuck is like, wrong with I you? Come on, man. I haven't... We went to Disney once, and I the, the Fast Pass people, I remember being jealous because I wanted to get on the ride. You're missing the point. But I want I you to drop somebody been, in the pit of death. They've been punished enough because they paid like $300 for some Fast Passes, and the rides at Disney aren't even good. <laughs> pit of death. I hate them. Thank you. Jeez, man. I'm so surprised you spared most people's lives. That is not typical Jack. Well, because I think you were thinking of things that bothered you a little, maybe a little bit more than they bother me. Okay. I fucking hate those people. <laughs> I can tell. I fucking hate them because I hate waiting in lines. And it's never it's never perfect temperature when you're waiting in a line outside. Mm, well, not where it's we live. It's either too fucking hot or too fucking cold. And if you cut in front of me... Hit of death, man. Dude, when we were waiting in that line at, for Comic-Con and it was fucking freezing. Oh, holy shit. And yeah. like we had to go through the parking garage in the line, and then it became just like a wind tunnel in yeah. there. Gosh. But the... Uh, it was worth it. The actual Chewbacca, the guy who played Chewbacca came out. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Because <laughs> people were like, hey, and cheered and stuff, and yeah, it was Chewbacca. Cool. <laughs> Hey, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> that was better than you expected. It was. I was you raised your that. eyebrows and looked right at me afterward. Yeah. It's like, give me an attaboy. <laughs> All right, next, Jack. Um, speaking of uh, your um, back to school sales at your place, mm-hmm. um, since you've been so busy, I have had to do uh, the Bible sales. You were supposed to go down and make some deliveries for me. I had to go back down to Texas and make those deliveries <laughs> because they were just sitting on the pallets in the garage, taking up all that space. I had to go back down, and guess what? What? I ran into somebody else uh, when I was down there in Texas, and uh, and I was able to have a little conversation. So would you like to, yes. like to hear it? Okay. Holy shit. Is that George W. Bush, the 43rd president of the United States over there? I think it is. And he's coming this way. Holy shit, what a great opportunity. And lucky for me, I just so happen to have my Tascam DRO5 portable recording device. Let me go ahead and uh, press record right now. Mr. President, George, hey, Mr. President, Mr. President, hey, hey, you got a couple minutes? I can uh, interview you real quick? Yes, of course. I'm a huge fan of Movie Muggin. <laughs> Man, I didn't know you were a fan. What's your favorite part of the show? I love Lobby Time and Fart of the Week, but I also love shit that bothers me in Ask Jack. Right on, man. I think a lot of people like Ask Jack. So uh, you uh, you got a question that you'd like to ask Jack? 
Hey, Jack, have you ever been balls deep in a hooker and all of a sudden have to shit? So, President Bush, have you ever been balls deep in a hooker and uh, all of a sudden had to shit? Of course I have. Why do you think I asked? Hey, hi. Hey, man. Hey, 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 Black Dynamite was a classic, and anything you did with film stripping was epic. Yeah, Black Dynamite was fun. Uh, I mean, everything was better when film stripping was still in the game. I guess you heard that they uh, retired. Yes, and it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> hey, what's the coolest thing you ever did as a president? I got high with Lily Nelson, then we had a foursome with Pamela Anderson and Betty White. Man, Betty can suck a mean dick. <laughs> really? So where did you end up doing it? Most of it in the Oval Office. And by Oval Office, I mean Pamela Anderson's butthole. Nice. <laughs> so you got any movie requests for future episodes? Probably One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Hobo with a Shotgun, or anything with Steven Seagal. Hobo with a Shotgun? I'm going to have to check that one out. Uh, also, anything with Steven Seagal, huh? Well, uh, I think you're going to be pretty psyched about the next episode. Hey, anything else you uh, want to say? What's the difference between a Ford Focus and a dead body? I don't have a Ford Focus in my garage. Oh my gosh, he hell, 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 I'm slapping my knee. But seriously, I'm proud of you boys. Keep up the great fucking work. Thanks, man. That means a lot coming from you. And uh, don't worry, man. You can count on us to keep pumping these out. Hey, man, I have to go. I got a big shit cooking, so I really need to be near a toilet. <laughs> All right, I get it. Uh, dude, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to me, man. Jack is never going to believe that I actually got to uh, speak to a former president who actually listens to our show, man. You, uh, you're a fucking rock star, George. All right. Catch you on the flip side, my brother. <laughs> Not if I catch you first. See you, man. George fucking Bush. That was ridiculous. <laughs> You play the Dale Gribble one. <laughs> you don't seem so impressed. Well, no, I hate politicians. So, nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, kind of. This is like fake. I just didn't know how to react to that because I, I don't know. I just thought you'd think it was funny. Spent a lot of time on that. I did. I thought it was funny. I laughed a little. I got pretty much. I was hoping the needle would be here. The needle never. Never got much more than that. Your mom laughed her ass off, and your mom hates that shit. She hates that shit. I talked about the threesome. I'm like, oh, where did you do it? In the Oval Office, mostly in the Oval Office, and by Oval Office, I mean Pamela Anderson's butthole. That's funny, man. A president saying that, and then Betty White can suck a mean dick, <laughs> and I get nothing. I get fucking crickets over there. Man, I was so excited for that, too. <laughs> I know. Gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I worked really hard on that. Man. I know you did. Those take a long time. <laughs> you know, when I was in the Army, we had like a, a general coming through while we were in the field. And when you're in the field, there's still a mess hall. It's just in a big fucking tent. And we had to go from table to table, and we had to fucking line up the salt and pepper shakers. Somebody had a string at one end, and I had a string at the other end, and we had to pull it tight. And everybody had to fucking come and push the salt shakers right even with that string so they were 100% even. And I mean, we had to do all sorts of shit like that. The fucking general comes in, gets a fucking cup of coffee, walks right back out. Wow. It's like I did all that work for nothing. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> Ugh.
But I also ran into a couple other people while, while I was down there. I mean, it was like, I don't know, man, it was like a perfect storm. I was just in the right place at the right time. So I, I've got a couple other people who also listen to uh, say a couple things too. So uh, here's the first person. Hi, this is the weekend and maybe I can feel my face when I'm with you, but I like to feel my cock when I listen to movie Muggin. <laughs> that sounded just like him. Yeah, the weekend. Wow, that's crazy. I know, I know. Uh, you're, you're, the voice. Hi, this is the weekend and maybe I can feel my face when I'm with you, but I like to feel my cock when I listen to movie Muggin. That was an accidental play right there. <laughs> your, your voice recorder isn't the greatest quality. No. Yeah, I could tell that was him. Okay. And uh, I met another musician down there as well. So uh, let's see. How this is Jay-Z and my two favorite things to do are fucking your mom and listening to movie mugging and I'm doing both right now. <laughs> <laughs> they say the stars at night are big and bright and uh, I met a lot of stars down there at night <gasps> deep in the heart of uh, Texas. Man. All right, just two more things real quick, and then uh, we will get to uh, the movie. So I was just uh, looking for something on Netflix to uh, watch the other day, and there's a new documentary that's called I Just Killed My Dad, and it has, like, different episodes on there. So I'm going to have to check that out at some point. That sounds bizarre. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of different episodes of situations where people killed their dad or something. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, let's not be on there. Also, (laughs) new Marvel movie coming out, She-Hulk. I know you're not a fan of, of Marvel movies. And like regular Hulk already is a piece of work. But She-Hulk? Do we need a She-Hulk? Like I mean, I'm cool. there's a comic of it. I'm really cool with, with female um, superheroes. I think it's cool when they have like their, their counterpart, at least a little bit. But She-Hulk? It's, it's really corny, like Batgirl, Supergirl. I'm fine with those two. Boy, but just like it's, it's a little bit corny. But She-Hulk? How, how's that going to look? That's going to be know. awful. Because right? I mean, you can't really make She-Hulk look like Hulk, but a girl. I don't know. It's going to be definitely weird looking. I don't know how they're going to do it because like his shirt rips off. <laughs> She's going to have some big She's old Hulk have titties. She's have some like elastic bra thing going. Yeah. Well, now that you mentioned that maybe her shirt's going to bust off, I, I have a little more interest in, in She-Hulk. We may have to do that for, a, for an episode. I, I do wonder how they're going to approach that. I'd watch it just to see. Yeah, I think I would too now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and Jack will unveil today's movie. All right, I have been looking forward to this since I wrote it down and folded up that piece of paper 900 times. I was not looking forward to this until today when I looked through... The 2015 plus movies. How many were there? Uh, I didn't look through all of them. I actually settled kind of quickly on okay. one. All right. What you got? This movie came out in 2018. <laughs> Quite recent. It's rated R. Runtime of an hour and a half. Rotten Tomatoes hasn't scored it, but the audience gave it a 14%. IMDb gave it four out of 10 stars. The Mormon Mothers tell us that it is moderately frightening which I doubt, uh, after I watched the trailer, and obviously it's a Steven Seagal movie. Can't wait to hear the title. And that the violence and gore is severe. Oh. You're going to be disappointed in the title. It's called Attrition. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed in the title. <laughs> yeah, it's not some ridiculous Steven Seagal title. And if you hear heavy breathing, we have a studio audience today. It's uh, two dogs. Yep. And one of them likes to breathe hard. Yeah. So Attrition. Yeah. Okay. All right, I can't wait. 
Me neither. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 2018's Attrition, starring Steven Seagal and written by Steven Seagal. Yep. It's very apparent that he wrote it. Steven Seagal will never be in a movie where he... Is cool? Takes any damage. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. He's a fat old piece of shit. <laughs> We and did we did bust him with a body double. There were multiple this. scenes yeah. where it's like, oh, his face isn't in it. That's not him. That dude's skinny. But there was one they messed up really bad. Uh-huh. And there's like the angle is like behind him, and you kind of saw the guy's face and head shape. Not him. No. Steven Seagal has a fat head. This guy had a skinny head like me. So Steven Seagal also <laughs> has a fat body along with that fat head. Yeah, he does. Oh, it was so bad. I hate watching him just, like, do whatever he wants with his hands. Like, you know those inflatable things outside of, like, a car dealership? Yeah. That's how he fights, and it works. <laughs> and he, like, like barely, like, touched a guy's face like he was a blind person trying to figure out somebody's facial features. And these this horrible digital blood graphic came off. 90% of the blood in this movie was digital, by the way. Yeah. About 90% of that 90% was the same graphic of just this, like, red mist. They just swapped it horizontally or Yeah, something. they just, yeah, vertical <laughs> flip. Yep. Oh, it was so bad. There was one good-looking kill in this movie, and that was one of the sniper shots. Yeah, they got and the it, guy in the midsection. Yeah, that yeah. one was pretty cool. That was good. But let's be real. Let's talk about fighting for a second, because you discount it. But whenever you see two people square off, they're just fucking sending windmills and just hard punches and stuff. But you never see them go up against somebody who's just kind of chill and calm and can, you know, just stop bullshit. Block people with their, their hands cool and either. stuff like that. It could be. And, what if he's on to something? But it would never look like that. It wouldn't look like that. Somebody cutting down a tree? It sounds like it. Don't they know we're recording? It, it would not work like that. To just, like, gingerly move your hands like you're tutting or something. Prove it. Doing some sort of, like, what is that Willy Wonka thing in the Johnny Depp one where he does his arms like uh, that? Yeah. Is that a new fighting move? Oh, like, man. it's fucking... It's... This movie had nothing good about it, except for one scene, and I watched that about six... Uh, what? I watched that about that one. six hours ago. Yeah, but at the end, they kind of showed like almost a recap as he's around the table talking to all these guys about kung fu and just chill, and they're all listening to him and shaking their heads like he's the wisest person to ever walk the the face of Asia. So they're showing different cuts from the movie. And one of the parts I was like, I think that happened like four hours ago is what it felt like. The one part I thought was cool in this movie was the the reverse scene. Yeah, I, w- I want to get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, that was pretty crazy. All right, let me give it the 50 Cent Tour. This movie is about uh, Steven Seagal. His name is Axe, by the yep. way. And I also want to get into uh, some of his other names from movies. He is a uh, spec ops leader, and uh, they're in the Middle East somewhere trying to rescue... Um, Big boob lady. Well, I mean, people that had been trafficked. I don't think they were just trying to rescue big boob lady. They were, I mean, she had big boobs, but she'd been trafficked. So they were trying to rescue girls who'd been trafficked, not just big-breasted women. Well, when they found her dead and then they all immediately quit being in the special forces, you would think that 
maybe they weren't going after other people and it was just for her. Maybe. Maybe. They failed their mission, so they just uh, gave up. They have it backwards because Steven Seagal looks like a sex trafficker. And may have bigger boobs. (laughs) He he definitely looks like he's into that shady shit. Yeah. Steal your your little girl and then you never see her again. Like if you didn't know who Steven Seagal was and they were to just throw out a whole bunch of pictures and say, which guy is the lead sex trafficker? Which, Which guy's the top? I think everybody would point at Steven Seagal's picture. I hate him. (laughs) So Russia actually sent Steven Seagal into Ukraine (laughs) to kind of look at some places that were were bombed and and things. Like it was going to be one of those things that the Ukrainians were going to see, oh shit, Steven Seagal's in Ukraine. We're throwing down our weapons and waving the white flag. I hope they fucking murder him. (laughs) It's It's worth it. But he's still making movies, Jack. Don't you want to see more? If there was a button on this arm right here that was like, oh, he would die if I pressed it, I would just press it. What did he ever do to you, man? He make made shitty my eyes movies. bleed twice now. Okay, we've seen shitty movies before, but you're not also, calling for their he's death. Also, like the most arrogant, fat piece of horse shit. I don't know why I said whore there. Um, oh, you said whore shit? I, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm angry, and it comes out, just bad words just come out. All right, let it out, Jack. I just wish he was dead. Gosh. Do you not? No. What did he do for you that would make you not want him dead? He's not innocent. I typically don't go around saying that people should be dead or wanting people to die. I hope he burns in hell. (laughs) I I hate him so much. Damn, Jack. He's just... He never did anything to you. Yes, he did. No, he did not. He emailed me. Steven Seagal is the biggest human pile of trash since every politician. Okay, but I don't know that you should wish for his death. I think that, uh, maybe I don't either. That's that's a little but it's that's a little much. That makes me feel good when I say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it makes you feel good, then you know, just like slamming your door and saying, I hate you to <laughs> me and your mom. <laughs> you don't mean it, but it makes you feel good. So I, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's just the worst. All right, so let me get back to the fifty cent tour. He's in this uh spec ops, he's the leader axe. And he's got Hollywood and Infidel and what was the girl's name? I don't know. Hot stuff, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're a highly specialized team that is going after traffickers. But yeah, seemingly when they uh, miss their their mark and a girl dies, then uh, they just give up. And Steven Seagal goes somewhere in Asia and just becomes this mystical, spiritual. Uh, and wise man who con man who becomes like a uh, a healing doctor. He just heals people with his hands and little acupuncture and things like that. Uh, but he still kind of fucks around with kung fu a little bit, and people drop by and do a little kung fu with him. And then he, you know, every now and then he gets challenged and he'll beat some guy up without even you know getting his heart rate up whatsoever. His heart rate is always up. <laughs> this is cholesterol, not yeah. heart rate. Um. And then uh, a guy comes in and says, uh, my daughter's been kidnapped. And, um, and Steven Seagal's like, yeah, I'm not about that life. Not, not going to happen. So then the mm-hmm. dude's like, well, I'm going to leave you with my two 10-year-old daughters um, because I won't be coming die. back. And just like you, he's like, fuck no, don't leave me with these kids. <laughs> I'll fucking go out and do anything. Because that's what you would do. If somebody said, well, I'm just going to leave my kids here, you'd be like, all right, no, what no, do you no, want no. me to do? So then all of a sudden... He goes back to Spec Ops, and it becomes an Ocean's Eleven type thing. You're introduced to uh, all these characters again, and it's like, well, this guy 
Uh, he's still doing some shady shit, but his phone oh. rings. Oh, Axe, yeah, I'll be there. And then I'm having trouble getting through this. 50, I hated this movie. And then, uh, you know, he's calling them up one by one, and they're just dropping whatever they do to come back and, and help Axe. And then they sit around the table. I need you to check this out, you to get a map, you to find out how many people are there, all this stuff. And then they, they get back together, and they formulate a plan, and they execute that plan. And then Steven Seagal kicks this... Uh, dude's ass who can't go outside in the sun for some reason because he's cursed and he you know he he whips his ass pretty easy and chops his arm off and slits his throat and then uh he's uh rescues the girl and then he's around a table full of uh elder asian people spreading his wisdom uh the end all right let's see what the internet has to say you just look so I'm despondent so over there out right now man <laughs> check back in jack uh, this movie just sucked so much ass axe is the leader of a special unit he decides to retreat to the jungles of Asia where he tries to reconcile with the life he has lived. When a desperate father asks him to save his kidnapped daughter, Axe must step in again. So Axe. Great Steven Seagal name. No. Are you going to participate in this? I didn't think you were asking me a question. Okay. So I thought Axe was uh, pretty kick-ass because who, uh, what badass wouldn't want to be named Axe? How about right? Zuka? Okay. Yeah, Agent Zuka, short for Bazooka. Yeah, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> See, do I still have the crickets thing on? Can you just, I'm trying to get through this. That's good. All right, so um, Steven Seagal's names in movies. Oh, and remember, he's a musician too. Oh. Chris sent me that uh, yeah, video or that, that song where he was singing about Punani. He gets a lot of Poonani. I man. hope he's a fucking virgin. So we had uh, Nico Toscani. We had uh, Mason Storm. Nico Toscani is, I feel like it's just an exaggerated like Italian name. Like at least it's realistic. Mason Storm is really, really bad though. We had uh, Detective Gino Fellino, which was uh, the movie we saw, Out for Justice. What is that? We have uh, Casey Ryback. That's not from that. Under Siege. Forrest Taft from On Deadly Ground. Then we had Jack Cole. I was okay, so Jack. I've been misled. I thought this list was gonna be like non person names. What do you mean? That's why I said Zuka. Just random bullshit names that like a weapon. I, I just his name is M4A1. Oh, Tactical. I don't know. I, I just think it's funny kind of going down the list of some of the names he's had. And the I Joey Jabroni or whatever that one was. That one was, was Gino Valentino or whatever. Gino Fellino. Those are that's so stupid. But, but like Jack, at least they're not acts. But Jack Cole and then oh excuse me, Lieutenant Jack Cole and then Jack Taggart. So uh I'm just waiting for his new movie where he's Vince. And you know, those movies came out in the nineties, so it could be that uh maybe subconsciously after seeing those movies. I might have named you after Steven Seagal. Oh. A little bit of Steven Seagal. I'd be really upset. Oren Boyd, Frank Glass, Oren? Sasha Petrovich, Jonathan Cold. Oh, kind of see this one. Professor Robert Burns. What? <laughs> Travis Hunter, Harlan Banks, Roland Salinger, <laughs> and then uh, Polly Trunks. I have a petition for a new movie where he takes the role of Bobby Steele. You know what? Next lobby time, I want you to do a little homework. I want you to write down perfect Steven Seagal names 
for characters. Okay. Can can you give me like at least fun. at least three, maybe four? Sure. Okay. Let's. Uh, I'm going to write that down. Door kicker we'll, we'll Jenkins. Door. <laughs> okay. Don't don't blow your wad yet. <laughs> Just stupid garbage. And if you want to, you can uh, also come up with a movie name. Door kicker Jones. Well, that would and... be so easy. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do it. All right. So this website has uh, Steven Seagal's silliest roles. So it tells you the movie, and then it tells you what his job or whatever was. I mean, how many of these are going to be the same thing? Well, okay. So Forrest Taft from On Deadly Ground, he was an ex-CIA agent slash explosive expert slash fireman slash spirit warrior slash environmental activist. That's who he played. My God. Jack Taggart, fire down below. He was a gun-toting, deep undercover environmental protection agent, carpenter, and badass. Carpenter? Yep. And this must have just, been another movie written by him where there's oh, yeah. pointless bullshit in the movie. It just shows his range, This movie. Jack. This movie could have been 45 minutes. He and played, who, who can't play a carpenter? <laughs> just grab a fucking he, hammer? And pretend to hit something. Yeah. Dr. Wesley McLarian from the, the Patriot... He was an ex-CIA agent, internationally renowned immunologist, uh, a general practitioner, herbalist, self-defense and weapons expert. And uh, under Siege and Under Siege 2, he was Casey Ryback. He was a chef, a restaurateur, and an ex-Navy SEAL. I've, I've actually seen that one. And something tells me that he feels like in real life that he is all of these things. Oh, yeah, or he feels like that he could do them without any problem. I, I feel like he's like one of the most delusional, stuck-in-his-own bullshit persona person ever 100 percent. that's why i hate him so much there's no room for him on god's green earth and out of him out it's an epidemic and out of reach he played billy ray lansing he was a former covert agent survivalist slash animal lover slash pen pal and what is why animal lover and pen pal what do those have to do with anything that is fucking awesome don't you love that though no oh man i do each one of these is Bringing my will down by about I'm, five to ten percent. I'm taking a screenshot of uh, Out of Reach um, because I want to see Animal Lover and Pen Pal. Why is your ringer on? That made it sound like that was fake. It was. It wasn't <laughs> fake. I really, really did. It, it really sounded like you were like, "I'm gonna take a screenshot of that," and then you fucking edit in the, the screenshot noise. So this movie has a 27 year gap between that and the movie that, that we originally did. And he still broke, like, one arm total. Your your whole premise was, this guy breaks arms. He does. And then he's I've seen two of his movies, and he's broken maybe two. The, there was a tiny snap sound, and the arm did not look broken. Oh, it was broken. He might have, like, fractured it. Was it was a hairline fracture that's still broken. Okay? But that's bullshit, though. That's what he does, man. Whenever you break someone's arm like this, their bone should come out of their elbow. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only because Steven Seagal decided he did not want it to come out of the elbow. It's the fact that I hate him as a person and the fact that I really feel like he thinks he is that guy. Without question. And then the fact that his movies are all so garbage. You even showed me one from a long time ago and it was garbage. And I hated him in that movie, too. So it's like, how did he ever get famous? He's terrible. Watch Jean-Claude Van Damme. At least he's good looking. He got famous in the early 90s. And then he could defuse bombs in the, the hockey stadium. Look, the early 90s craved different kinds of badass heroes. And he just hit lightning in a bottle somehow. And you know what? 
We liked him. It must have been the fucking ponytail. We liked him, and we liked the fact that that he made it look effortless and could just beat ass and, and use other people's momentum against them and snap arms. Remember when he took the cue ball and he and he put it in like a, a dinner napkin and just started beating ass around the pool table? And that's probably the coolest thing I've ever seen him do, but no, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I've blocked the trauma that is Steven Seagal movies out of my head. You know, you say they all suck, but there's only one way to find out. We should uh, get the the whole catalog of Steven Seagal movies. You know what? We should start a new podcast. You know when the Nazis burned all the books? Yeah. The the Night of Glass or whatever they called it? That's what we should do, but for... Steven Seagal movies. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to burn every server, including Amazon servers and everything that have them on there. I would not want to deprive people (laughs) of being able to sit down and watch a movie like we just watched. And once that happens, within the next three years, flying cars will be invented. Yeah. And just a world world peace. That should have already happened. A constant utopia. Man, I hate him. (laughs) I I don't know if I said that before. I know you do. I know you do. Like, uh, literally, what does he have on Van Damme? Literally nothing. Oh, he'd kick Van Damme's ass. Van Damme. Just ask him. Literally, he's so much better looking. He actually had muscles at some point in his life, which I'm not sure Seagull had. And he had, like, the, the curly mullet or whatever, which is pretty garbage, but very 80s. And... I don't know. He maybe I like him better because he is actually like an athlete or whatever in real life and could sell some of the moves he was doing and probably only ever ever had a body double one time when he jumped out of a 40 story building or something. Everything Van Damme does, he does it better than Seagal. And I've only seen one Van Damme movie. That's when his kids were at the hockey game. Yeah. And he had to d- defuse the bombs. I'd like to see who made more money from movies between those two. And, and maybe I'll... Probably Seagal. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, look that up and we can talk about it next week. That's what, It's the same kind of debate as Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris. Obviously Bruce Lee, in my opinion. Chuck Norris is just an overhyped American tall tale. He is not overhyped. Yes, he, you would, he is not you're overhyped. You're only saying that because you're fucking old. Chuck Norris got bit by a rattlesnake, and three days later, the rattlesnake died. Okay, that's that's that, Chuck that Norris. That means his fucking venom's weak as hell. Chuck Norris will kill you way faster than three days. Chuck Norris doesn't throw up after a, a night of party, and he throws down, which is stupid. Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups; he pushes the world down. And and he roundhouse kicked a horse and made the giraffe. That's right. It's Chuck Norris Nor is fantastic. You don't like it? You just said Chuck Norris Nor. Chuck Norris lore. I stand by what I said. Everybody knows what I mean. All right. It's funny, but it's just, I, and I just, I don't know. Bruce Lee's Again, really cool. Again, you didn't grow up in the 70s. Chuck Norris was a fucking badass. Then man. why have I only seen one Chuck Norris movie? So he, the, he's praised more than any okay. other American actor or TV film. That's not true. But then who? Who's been blown so far out of proportion like Chuck Norris? No one. That's why I said he's a tall tale. He's like Paul Bunyan. But he backs it up. Uh, there's this one movie called Mission, in, no, um, Missing in Action, and uh, he goes back to rescue a bunch of soldiers, uh, POWs from uh, Vietnam, and there's this great scene where he is uh, hiding in the water with an M60, 
and he comes up out of the water all wet and he starts shooting and the next shot of him he's completely dry shooting it's just That's, wonderful that is pretty funny <laughs> What does he use a grenade launcher in that? Uh, I'm sure he does. There, there's a there's another one where he's riding a motorcycle that has like grenade launchers on it too, and yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's See, look, it's cool. It's ridiculous. 80s. I would watch that. Obviously. All right. All right. I'll I'll put it on the list. Sounds fun. Of 200. All right. So let's let's get back to this movie. Let's get back to the real hero, the real martial art king of the hill, and that's uh, one Steven Seagal. Why did you had to add? Why did you add of the hill? Because anybody tries to top him, he just kicks him down off the hill. Did you ever play King of the Hill when you were a kid? No. Oh, my gosh. For whatever reason, when I was a kid, they would just randomly dump big things of sand places. And when that happened, man, we were there, and you tried to be the guy on the top of the sand. And anybody else who would try to get up there, you'd push them down, and they'd try to wrestle you down, and it was it was King of the Hill. I mean, it was before phones. So I, I think those that I, people did. the ones of those that I've seen were in, like, where they're about to be building something and it's like chain linked off already. It sounds fun though. It was fun. So this movie, God, number one, it had music playing the entire time. If this yeah. movie was 86 minutes long, then the music was about, I would say, 82 minutes long. And the only reason mm. I say that is because there was a cut at one time and they just wanted you to hear the nature, some bird singing and stuff. That didn't, that lasted like three seconds. But. The other parts where one song ended, it's like listening to a record. When one song ends, there's there's like a little transition of silence before it goes to the other song. And I, I swear that's what this movie was. It was just a record, play the song, a little bit of silence, and then the next song picks up. This more realistically, in my opinion, 86 movie, a 86 minute movie, probably about 84 and a half minutes of music, maybe even 85. It was constant. Because it was no more than three to four seconds with no music at any given time. Most of it was all kind of like a Asian... That fluty yeah. kind of thing. But after he gave up the life of a special operations guy and he went and prayed to Buddha and all these other things, and then he just became this, this man of healing that all the villagers came to with sore necks and things. It's ridiculous and sore tummies. how he fixed them. Yeah, he would just basically touch them and maybe crack some stuff and stick some pins in him, and, and they were done. And so he, he was loved around the village, and evidently he'd had a great kung fu master that taught him how to hand dance with the best of them. And when I say hand dance, imagine sticking out your hand, palm facing you, and then another person sticking out their hand, palm facing you, and you just kind of put them together where your fingers are facing different ways, and then you just kind of twist them and move them back and forth, and your arms move, and then you do it with both hands. And he did that with a guy for... I don't know, a minute. And then the guy was like, oh my God, you taught me the ways and and what what, what like do I owe you? And he's like, you Avatar. owe me a favor in, in a later at a later date. And an Avatar when they attach their hair together and they have like, <laughs> and that's how they have sex, but... It's so bizarre. So eye-opening. And his movies are really a reflection of his ego. Yes. I can do any job. I can beat anyone. 
and I can look good while doing it, except he failed that. But he always keeps this cool and calm demeanor. Which I and hate. Did you hate that? I, yes. I found it really, really calming. I had kind of a, a rough day. I had to work late, and then I came home, and he's just being so You're lying, spiritual right? and mystic and wise, and his just delivery was just kind of slow and soft, and it, it calmed me down, man. It helped me to have a better time You're in the lying movie. To I was me. I was a little up. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you are lying to me. I he's saw just that. saying, when two turtles go up a hill, one turtle looks down, but the other turtle looks up, and it's the turtle that's looking up that is showing you how to live your life. And then the other turtle goes back in its shell, and it falls down the hill because that's the life it deserved. And the constellations smile upon thee. Mm-hmm. And he, he was just full of great wisdom like that. <sighs> Hey, can I can I train under you? Yes. What I need you to do is go get a bag and fill it with a hundred pounds of down feathers. Take it up to the highest mountain, throw it up in the wind, give it a week, and then go back and collect all those feathers, put it back in the bag, and then bring it to me, and I will be your master. It's like, well, fuck you, then you probably don't even know how to do kung fu, because if you're going to make it that hard to be my teacher, then you're probably just trying to dodge the fucking responsibility. You you told me the first episode we did on him that he like really knew stuff. He does not. Sure he does. He does not. He's black belts and all sorts of stuff. Then why does he get a body double anytime a kick higher well, than waist level has to be done? He didn't used to. I mean he's he's, you old, think? he's he's old and big. I don't I mean his last movie, I don't remember it being all that much different from this one. The one we watched. So, yeah. A so horrible arm break move. The other... It's just, he doesn't fight. He just he uses his hands really, really fast and really, really well. How hard is that he, to do? If, he, he if you're his age, you've beaten your dick a thousand trillion times. He anticipates... moves their hand right... Hand what's like coming because of his superior black belt brain. And he's just able to be one step ahead and just do things with his hands. And again, he uses their momentum against them. I mean, it's genius. He, he's genius. Wouldn't you like to be able to fight like that? No. You wouldn't want to be able to just make it look I, so easy? I wouldn't easy? want to look like I'm slapping the air as fast as I can. But what if it works? Fight. And what no. if you like beat everybody's ass like that? something that looked cool. That does look cool. No, it if you, doesn't. If, no bullshit. If you have some guy with a knife and he's coming at you or somebody who's got all these karate moves and you're just kicking his ass by just slapping his hands and, and by stuff getting, and throwing him on the like floor? like I'm being electrocuted? <laughs> it's not cool. I think it's cool. I, I, I'd i like to be able to do that. I would much rather just be able to like punch really hard and like throw people like if i was gonna be able to like fight like a bunch of people at once i would totally like want to be able to grab their arm and slam them on the floor and then break that guy's face in one punch he's not getting back up i stabbed his brain with his nose bone you know he's done it's that's just this movie could have had some entertainment value but it had negative because the fights where the entertainment was supposed to come from were all dog shit. All right, what do you say we just get into favorite parts? Sure. The reverse part. Because it was just kind of artsy-fartsy, and it showed a guy being tortured in reverse. Mm -hmm. Tortured and killed. I thought that was cool. I'd never seen anything like that before. I thought that was kind of cool, too, to it just show, cool. to show where 
he ended up and then go backwards to how it happened. And it, and it showed it in reverse rather than just retelling the story. That was kind of cool. And I think it was one of the two and a half times that they used actual blood in the movie. Or not actual, but like fake blood and not some sort of post-editing bullshit. I like that scene. I also liked it. So the, the main bad guy... He was supposedly just the biggest badass, and he, he was, was terrible. He was he was weak. He was going at this punching bag really, really hard, and it was bleeding. And you could see that his knuckles were bleeding. And you're like, okay, well, there's not a whole lot of blood on the knuckles. And yeah. then he walks away, and the bag's still bleeding. And then later on, they unzip it, and there's a body in there. And I thought, man, that, that's pretty clever. It, I, I enjoyed that too. So I liked that until the rest of the movie played, and the main villain was. Uh, none of the fights were realistic at all. Like anyone Steven Seagal fight, it was 100% one-sided. Nobody was close. He took no damage. Which that's really annoying to me. Like I hate when someone's super powerful and then the final fight, it's like neck and neck, who's going to win? I hate that. But I wish this guy who is supposed to be all badass and off the hinges beating up a body in a punching bag, you'd think he'd do anything but he looked like a joke it looked like steven seagal was fighting like a fucking four-year-old girl that really kind of sent me over the edge a little bit too like i can't believe that the movie could ever be published and like this got approved um, my so, guess is steven seagal was like you're gonna produce this movie or i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna smack you around with these lethal weapons try me i bet if he was in this room right now i bet i could fight do him. you think you could beat steven seagal in a fight i've never been in a fight before sure you do i don't think he has either what if you actually posted up to him and you're like let's go and you're trying your hardest, and he's just slapping all your shit away. Then would you be like, "Holy fuck, well, I was I'm wrong all along." Probably gonna end up seeing red. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him more than I hate anybody else. I mean, I, I I would love to fight him because I don't want to play fair. Yes, I would definitely street rules his ass. I'd definitely bite him because I I just want him gone. So I and I I sincerely do not think he is ever. I think it's all bullshit. I think any article, I mean, I haven't even looked into it, but anyone who says he has any kind of training, he does not. There's no way. I, I would love to fight him. I, I've, <laughs> I've never fought anyone. It would be good experience because think, I'm fighting a guy who is older and uh, heavier than me. I think you get your ass kicked. Well, Okay, do you think you could fight him? I would be afraid to fight Stevenson. I've, I, you're ridiculous. I've watched too many movies. Can you I, beat up a four-year-old kid right now? I mean, yes. Then you can. I, I can outrun Steven Seagal, and I'm in not bad. Uh, and I'm I mean, in bad shape. He, y'all aren't racing. Bad. You're not doing the forty-yard. You think dash. his punches are going to be very fast? They don't or, have to be. Or sorry, his uh, actually in this movie he did smack someone lightly, and they bled. With a big red mist explosion. But then he did come with the fist, the real close. That was another one of the only good parts punched of the fighting. Like 30 times in well, 10 seconds. The guy was like kind of on his side or something, and he punched him really fast on the side of his head. I, I, I don't think he knows anything. The reverse scene started out as a uh, bottle of fish food. And then you see the fish food being poured out of the bottle, like it's coming up. And then you see a whole bunch of meat, and then you see a grinder that spits out this arm, mm -hmm. and then you see uh, it takes you to a body where the arm has been taken off, and then they put it back on, and then they uh, 
cutting a finger and then they put the ring back on it. It was just really, really cool and took him all the way to the beginning to where he uh, originally got punched and fell down and there was all the blood. So I, I really liked the way they did that. Yeah, that was really cool. I would say that's probably my favorite part. There was one other scene in this movie that I really, really enjoyed, and it was a chase scene where the uh, girl, Tara, who has these powers, who they're trying to kidnap, is running through the streets. And I think watching a chase from an overhead camera kind of looks cool. So I, I enjoyed that part. I don't even remember an overhead camera. Oh, yeah. It was a cool shot. I thought that chase was really bad, Well, though. the chase was bad. There's a bunch of colored sheets, and then old people started throwing colored powder at the people chasing them, and it's like, oh, yeah, so whoa, it, that's intense. Don't people pay for that now? It's like called a color race or something, where <laughs> people just throw yeah. different colored dusts on you or something I, like that. I don't know. I, I That's the original, man. It came from Asia. Steven Seagal introduced that into the United oh, States, yeah. by the way. Steven Seagal, a man of many cultures and many backgrounds. And there's something not right about his hair. There's something not right about all of him. Well, but I, I want to focus on his hair right now. I, and I didn't notice it. You brought it up. I didn't Oh, how did, could it. you not notice it? I just thought it looked bad. It, it's got the perfect widow's peak, but there's no way it's real. There's just no way that hair on the top of his head is real. All right, set up the None. fight, and I'll yank his ponytail, and we'll see what all comes off. Hey, Steven Seagal, you're out there, man. You've been challenged. You Let, probably let's see broke what you really his shit, got. too. You could use some any amount of money. We'll take Jack off his meds for a month and, and see how you do. We, well, we just got to wait for a manic cycle. And then I'll probably pack a knife in my fucking shorts. I, I don't think I'll recover from this movie today. I'll feel better tomorrow. But this seriously was one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever watched. I think you set your expectations a little high on I, this, Jack. I, I want... Oh, I did not. I, I want... An answer. Are negative scores allowed? We've never gone there before. No. No? No. Okay. We're, we're 173 episodes into this. I don't want to fuck up our, our scoring things. All right. So I got a couple more notes I just kind of want to go over. Uh, so I think the punch in the face and then the spit blood as your head turns, that's tired, man. I'm well, so yeah, sick of that. It's been overused since Rocky, I am probably. so fucking tired of that. I've seen fights, and I've never seen anybody with their head go to the side and just spit out like a whole cup full of blood. And I, I, what I do like better, but only in a boxing movie, is not the, not the same angle but with spit, but like when someone gets punched in the face and you see all the sweat Maybe in like a slow mo, yeah, yeah. The the sweat and maybe a little bit of little bit of spit or something coming out of the the mouth. That's so much better. But the unrealistic blood splatter is always terrible. And can you get kicked in the stomach and then automatically blood starts coming out of your mouth? Is that a thing, Erica? You would let have us know. to get kicked with like a steel toed boot really hard. But no, I don't think it would immediately. No, I think I think that's one of those like movie things. Yeah, it's where not a thing. When someone gets shot in the stomach and immediately there's just blood raining from their mouth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's completely fake. I think it is too. I think you could eventually start coughing blood, depending on if it like broke a rib, punctured a lung, or who knows what. But I think the yeah, fastest way to be coughing up blood is if your throat gets fucked, because then it's just right there. And you're going to be choking on it anyway. It's a Saturday so night for you. Probably going to fill up in your mouth. Yeah. But, when you yeah, choked on Saturday, Saturday night, when when your mouth got filled up, did any blood come out? 
No. Oh, I guess you were doing it right. Yeah, I'm safe. This, this movie, it was, it was just, it was so weird because it's, it starts out guns a blazing, then it's this, uh, just chill, serene Asian hour and fifteen minutes. He's, he's all, he's all immersed in this culture and just chill and pacifistic unless somebody challenges him. Like walking down the street, the guy's like, "I challenge you to a duel to the death." Like, like, I don't want to. I don't want to live in that fucking town where that shit can just go on. And Steven Seagal's like, "Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to teach you a lesson." And then, of course, he does. The guy didn't even come close to to hurting him. I, I wonder, does Steven Seagal have a price to be in a movie where somebody actually gets the best of him? Would he be in a movie if we were to say Steven Seagal, we will pay off your debt to where you're allowed to come back in the United States? We will give you $10 million. Do you think his ego would allow no. him to get his ass kicked in a movie? 40 years ago, yes, because he's still newer to the scene. I don't think so. But now, no. Well, I don't, he's He's got to be 30 times crazier than he used to be by now. Like there, There's absolutely zero chance now, but the biggest chance would have been in the 80s when he's new. But then he would have immediately put out a sequel where the whole thing was a dream scene, and it, it never well, and it never happened. Yeah. Because I, I, there, I, there's no way his ego... I mean, he didn't even get close to getting hurt in this movie. Not even it, close. That ruins the entertainment. Uh... If it, it's it, done correctly, it, it doesn't. But it's not done correctly as Stephen fucking Seagal is in the movie. Unless you're you're fighting him and he's not coming close to hurting you. I just I like the idea of somebody so badass well, that yeah. nobody even comes close. But even someone so badass gets hit every once in a while. But like in so many other movies, like I don't think I've ever seen Steven Seagal fight a group that's trying to fight him all at the same time. I don't think yeah. in, in this movie. I think he only fought one on one, right? Yeah. The only person who didn't was Mr. Chen because you know he can actually jump off of the ground. Oh, he kicked two people at once. One was on the side, and one was yeah. in front of him. And and yeah. like Isaiah Bone, he he fought fucking <laughs> what, who's that one street Kimbo fighter? Kimbo Slice. Yeah, he fought Kimbo Slice. I wanted to say TK Bone for some reason. It's pretty good, but he fought them. I I highly doubt in any movie Steven Seagal has ever fought. If he is fighting more than one person, they're taking their turns. So Chris sent me something after we did, um, I think, Blood and Bone, um, that uh, Steven Seagal had talked about how he would whoop Michael Jai White. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, the sorry to say, Steven Seagal, but you're a fake and a fraud, and this guy actually knows what he's doing, and he has those pecs. That big-ass chest. He was Black Dynamite, man. And he's going to punch you once, and I feel like you're just going to fart out all of your weight. I don't know why that guy doesn't have more action movies, man. I I don't know. He I mean, They're all, like, B-level movies. Yeah, but he's awesome. He's so fucking... I really don't yes. care. Watching him fight, watching someone who you can look at them and be like, that that's a real move. Like, that was cool. And that's a real man. And, and he got punched up and beat up some, but he always did something and then got the upper hand and then fucked them really bad. Like, the, the final fight with the swords and everything, with that one guy in the suit, he was getting roughed up quite a bit in that fight. But then he turned it around and he made it look like the whole Steven Seagal effect where he's untouchable and this guy's a, a pussy. And... 
for a badass to be believably badass and easy to watch, they have to be able to get hit. Well, we've said it before. I get so tired of, you know, all along, this is the guy on the bad team, and this is the guy on the good team, and they're going to meet in the end, and it's going to be a 10-minute back and forth where looks like our hero's going to go down for a little bit. Oh, no, now it looks like the other guy's going to go down, and it's just, oh, man, I know what it's, argument it's so you're close. making, that you'd rather it be a one-sided victory? Sometimes. I always appreciate it. When it's like you think that's what it's going to be, and then the dude just goes in and fucking sweeps the floor with him. But one, that's more anticlimactic. And two, when it's Steven Seagal, it's not a fight in the first place. You know? What are you talking about? They fought with all sorts of weapons. Watching Steven Seagal fight in this movie was like watching paint dry. There's no substance. Yes, it was. There was no substance. It was ridiculous. It's so much more fun than watching paint dry. You might as well not even like. Uh, you already know who's going to win and who's not going to get hit once. It's like watching a movie after you watch an entire fucking like review on it and then, and then you know everything. It sucks the fun out of it. There's no fun watching him fight. One, because it looks like shit and you know he's faking and he doesn't have any actual knowledge. And it's poorly choreographed as well. And two, because you know he's not even going to get touched. All the touching that's going to be happening is his hand dancing, and it's because he initiated the touching. It's ridiculous. It's boring. And you you can't even call it a fight just because the way it looks and the fact that it's all fixed and predetermined. He kicks some ass, though. Remember the one uh, child kidnapper that he ran into the house in, after and beat his ass in the house? He kicked the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. I guess that was better. Mm-hmm. But it's... He didn't hand dance in that one. He didn't slap him around with his hands. He did that in basically every other fight. And and then a a kick that he can only lift his little fat leg up so far that he can barely get ankle height on it. So he's got to get a body double. Like, I would much rather watch... You remember that fight from the movie Chris picked, um, like Raid Redemption, where it's the two guys versus that one guy? Yeah, where the, and it uh, lasted like 35 minutes, that one fight. The fluorescent light finally took yeah, him out. I'd much rather watch that fight than any that Steven fight was Seagal. way too long. But I'd rather watch way too long, corny, drawn out, where it looks kind of cool, than... So Steven Seagal's fighting style is kind of like if you have somebody and they're trying to tickle you and they're reaching for you and you're just kind of slapping their hand away I, over I and over and then they try with both hands and you're just a trying fly to... fly is in your face. <laughs> well, that, that too. That's more like that's it. A, that's another move. You know, you know, like Kung Fu has the crane and stuff like that. You know, It has the corny he, movie He's stuff. got like the fly and uh, the mosquito and the, <laughs> the tickler, you know? The bad fart. <laughs> All right, bucket of chicken. I mean, obviously, Steven Seagal. Right. Uh, oh, I remember to... who I was going to give it to. Um, Tara, the girl he was saving, I'm giving it to that actress because she had to hug him and touch his face. That's disgusting. You think she'll even be able to keep food down after that? I I don't know. I feel like she might have already taken her own life after that. I, I You would have to pay me to hug that bastard. I bet he smells like fucking shit. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't ever wear underwear... And I feel like he actually wears what he wore in this movie in real life only and doesn't take it off. How much money to fuck Steven Seagal? Yeah, I don't know that you could. One billion dollars. So, wait, am I being fucked or is he being fucked? Um, is there a condom involved? 
you both fuck each other. First you fuck him, then he fucks you. No condoms. No condoms. Yep. Gosh, I can't put a price but it, but he'll that. finish on your face. So it's it's not like I'd rather gonna... finish in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good opening. Yeah, can you say exactly what you want to happen there? I would much rather Steven Seagal finish inside of my ass. A billion dollars. You fuck him, and then he fucks you and comes in your ass. <sighs> There's one, no one, way one I'm going to be able to fuck him. And he's got stamina. I, there, I don't think I can get hard. When my view is just him and dogging, uh, there's did, this big meaty butthole. But did you saw I'm on, not going to be able to fuck it because my dick's going to be soft. You saw on Jackass where they got this horse all about to get up in this other horse, and then right before there, they got the, they the horse's like dick. fake and, vagina. Yeah, so basically... So if you put you're, a you're pocket at, pussy in his ass and I fuck the pocket pussy? No, they're, they're, you're looking at a, a naked Selena Gomez, and she's like, Jack, come here, man, get it hard for me, and you're getting it hard. And then you're going in, and right at the last second, it's Steven Seagal's butthole, you know, way up in the air, and you just got to... But how can you do that? You just, you insert it right away. You're hard, and it, and then the, the old switcheroo right at the last second, and, and then you're in, and by then you're just going to town. And after that, your dick kind of takes over. It's like, okay, we're fucking, so we're staying hard. I don't know why I had to move forward like that. But you're like you're galloping yeah, on a horse. Just yeah. Then. So that's the way you could do it. I'm good. Pull his ponytail a little bit. So a billion dollars. No. You fuck Steven Seagal, I, if, and then he fucks you and comes in your ass. Give me, like, anybody else. I don't think I could do Steven One Seagal. One billion dollars? Would you do it? Sitting, <laughs> about, sitting about me. But see, you're, you're saying i like, surprised I wouldn't. I think you wouldn't either. I would have the harder time with him coming in my ass than me fucking him. So would you rather be facialized? Oh. That means you're... On your knees, and you're looking up at him. Oh, God. Up at his fucking fat gut, his nuts, his dick, and his face. You can see all of it. Well, he as may he's not... jerking his dick, and he's going to shoot it on your face. And then you got to, it's going to get on your eyes, maybe in I mean, your nose, look, in uh, your, on your lips. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Of course not. Come on your lips or in your fucking, fucking fudge factory. Be dripping out of my butt for several days. Well, all you got to do is straight up run to the toilet. And just push it all out. You got to do some maintenance before you butt fuck. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's that? it's it's not one of those things to where you you just going out with somebody and then that night you're like, all right, we're gonna butt fuck. Like she needs. You got to clean it out. Like how many days notice does a, a woman need or or a man need before there's gonna be some butt fucking going on? But I think there's, I think like in porn there's like rules that they have to follow for like a day before, two days before. Like, you can't eat the night before, something like that. Because, basically, if you were to just do it unprepared, there's going to be shit. There just always will be. You're going to have shit dick, it's going to smell, and it's going to be embarrassing for everyone. So after we did uh, the laxative challenge in, in Cabin in the Woods, would we have then been able to uh, get butt-fucked by people? It well, it would have... I, I mean, I don't... I can't pretend to know all the stipulations, but I feel like... And I kind of got a shit right now. It would be definitely better after a laxative than before. By how much? I don't know. Do you think... Does the, the percentage chance of shit being on a dick change much? I don't know. Moviemugging at gmail.com. If you're a butt fucker or you get butt fucked, uh, let us know kind of how that works. All right. There's something to be said for a guy who can write a movie, 
act as the star in the movie and obviously do whatever the fuck he wants to and get it funded and make money off of it. You know? I don't, but I know. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand how that could possibly be the world we live in. So that being said, and just to piss you off a little bit, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give my bucket of chicken to Steven Seagal. That's fine. All right. Because I give this movie a zero. I'm going to give it 100 then. How about that? You're you're fucking just tanking your credibility if you do that anyway. I'm going to give it a 21. Damn. Yeah. That's way over. I was thinking you were going to give it like a seven. No. This movie had one redeeming quality, and it was about uh, six hours from the end of the movie, so it might as well have just not been in it, the, the, a.k.a. the reverse scene. It might as well not have been in the movie Look, because I, it can't save it. When I give a movie in the single digits or something like that, it means I just absolutely wanted to turn that piece of shit off the whole time. You're telling me you enjoyed this movie? I, dude, I'm giving it a 21. To a degree? Uh, how's that? No, it's but it never came to a point where I was like, I want to turn this off. I always wanted to see where it was going to end up going and how it was going to end. No, there wasn't once that I was like, I'm ready to turn this off. I was checked out basically from the very start. Once it uh, the action stopped for over an hour, I was done. <laughs> I mean, once it stopped for more than 10 minutes, I was done realistically. Yeah. But then it continued to be done it, and continued to be done. No. And just no action. And even the parts where they're, they're supposed to feed you a little bit and you're supposed to be like, yeah, wow, that was cool. When he fought the guy who, I challenge you to death duel in the rain. That was not action to me. He basically pushed the guy like twice. Yeah. And then the guy was bleeding. Take me as your student, please. I mean, that's not action. I, I just watched nothing happen. It is ridiculous that he just kind of slaps your hands away and stuff. And, and it's, it's like, it's not really, that's why it's not really a fight. Watching this, he, the way he looks and who he is. If you get the, if, if I'm watching Neo and I know it's Neo from the Matrix do that, I'm all for it. Go ahead and slap all those hands out of your way. That's fine. You're basically the second coming himself in the Matrix. Cool. Watching Steven Seagal do that, man, it's insulting. That's what that's the word I've been looking for this whole time. Watching this is insulting. The fact that they think anyone will watch this and have any entertainment value from it, it's insulting. How ridiculous. Like, you remember whenever Fat Bastard fought in the towel? against Mike Myers and he's like doing the front flips over the water and stuff. It's like that. Like that's a comedy movie. And the only difference between that scene and this movie is that this movie wasn't supposed to be funny. It's just another fat bastard doing some action stuff. So how many episodes ago do you think it was that we did uh, Out for Justice? I think it was maybe in the 30s or 40s. Yeah, it was 46. It was 127 episodes ago. So maybe 127 episodes from now. I will be upset. No, that's our new thing. Every 127 no, episodes. Not. Yep, Steven Seagal Every episode is going to sound like this, and I'm I'm tired of... No. I've been tired the, of recording this one since we got back from the movie. I can tell. And... I think everyone's tired of listening to me say, I hate that guy. I wish he was dead. All this yeah. stupid bullshit. There hadn't been much substance to this episode. I know. This sucks. movie's impossible. 
It's impossible for me to do a Steven Seagal movie and not actually just want to swallow a fucking ton of pills. I'm over it. All right, Jack's kind of given up. He's he's leaned back in the recliner. He's away from the microphone. But um, I just one more thing before. Uh, well, you know what might perk you up? I, I have to make a pick. I, I get to pick a movie yeah, here. Let's do it. Um, but but first, would you uh, give us a little bit of Steven Seagal from this movie? Just I, I'd like to hear wise Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, his strategy to sound wise and like one with the yin yang or whatever. It was to say bullshit and to no one's surprise. Kind of like the turtle thing that I brought up. Yeah, like just saying things that like sound like kind of right. Yeah. Uh, But at the end, they weren't real wisdom. You're just kind of like, huh? It was like fake. Yeah. Like mug mug quotes for like old white women. What? what? Like a quote on a mug for a white woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like the drip feeding of energy from the master to the student increases the flow of kung fu masterfulness in one's own chi that they can harness to only fight against evil and become the righteous energy and the righteous phantom for their kind and his audiences like, were what? always captive and it's like dude if i'm listening to that i'm gonna be like smirking trying not to laugh like, what the fuck did you just say <laughs> like what did that mean no doubt all right, so it is still parameter month, and so Jack's got a, a bucket with... Um, why do you get to have it? Well, because I want to read which ones I put in there. Why? Because I don't remember them. Whatever. Okay, well, you're about to remember one. All right, here Come we on. go. A movie that will make us die laughing. Okay. We we haven't done a good comedy in a while. We have not done a really good comedy. Huh. It feels like it's been forever since we've like watched a legit comedy movie where we've both been just we, in stitches laughing. We laugh more in the show than yeah. we do watching any movie. That's a tall order, Jack, that we'll both laugh our asses off. That is kind of a tall order, but... Like you requested, this time I give you options. Yes. I, I didn't say pick your favorite comedy movie. Uh, gosh, I wouldn't even know what it is. Yeah, I, I I gave you some freedoms. Okay. Hopefully you can find something. Uh, I'm sure you can. I mean, I'll find something, whether it uh, hits the mark or not. Don't know. Well, all right, a movie that will make us die laughing. And then we have to have a, an episode that will make our listeners die laughing. So there's going to be a lot of death, oh, possibly, in this next episode. Oh. We're going to be responsible for our own deaths and the deaths of those that, that dare to listen. So, <laughs> are you anything else? Nope. You don't want to talk about uh, a little more about Steven Seagal or anything? Um, no, not for now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to episode number 173 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. If you'd like to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. We also have a website you can go to. You can uh, press a link to submit questions for Ask Jack. You can uh, click on a link to see which movies we've mugged in alphabetical order. You can also go to our merch store where we have more than just Movie Muggin gear. We got some other stuff on there, too. Some some fun stuff. Some Jack and the Heavy Petters, Punk Rock t-shirts, um... Saltine cracker shirt. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, name tag shirts too, that are uh, that are fun. You guys like fun. 
Uh, if you enjoy us, if you like us, if you dig us, and you uh, and you got any friends that you think might enjoy us too, please share it with them. It's okay. You don't have to keep us to yourself, okay? <laughs> we're, we're more than fine with uh, being shared with others. So, uh, yeah, man, tell, tell a friend. And uh, man, I, I'm looking forward. I'm I'm a little worried about the the laugh out loud. That that's a it feels like a um it it feels like there's so much room for uh, error. Yes, it seems like there could be a high potential there's, to fail. Yeah, because we'll it, it, it goes. It's a lofty goal. So be sure and come back next week and see if I uh, see if I hit the target. I have a feeling you will. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. You have yourself a moving mugging day. Bye. I'm in love with your body.